This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to give a trigger warning that one of the stories at the end of the episode mentions molestation. I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable, so if it would help you, it happens after the break. Yeah, Filipino women or culture generally don't age. Yeah. I'm know, really excited about poorly it. Poorly anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like we hit, we look fine. We look young forever. And then once we hit like 80, it's just wrinkled town USA. You just show up USA. one day and you just look like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Switching genders like, and everything. Well, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like over the, I, I think it really has to do with water and staying the fuck out the sun. Mm-hmm. You, Water's huge. The, the contradiction is you need the sun because you need the vitamin. You need the vitamin D but to like, help. Yeah, you can get sun without being in it. Like it just you think being... I just sit my arm outside for 30 minutes a day? I just write like this right here. Just like, people are like, yo, what's going on? I, just, I like to go to the park and write, though. If you've never done it, yeah, go to the park. Now is not a good time. Eh, it's not bad. It never gets to the point where I'm like, God, it's cold out here. But go to the park. And write like I got a, a lawn chair okay. that you can like fold open, and then you can, like put my water here, and I have to put my phone here, and I put some snacks on the side, and then I have a tray. Okay. And I just write outside. My battery life on my my Mac is I can get like three hours before it's like okay. give, me, give me to a, a slot, but you're not you're not on the internet. Mm-hmm. If you can get Wi-Fi out there, congratulations. But if you're not on the internet. You'll get work done. Yeah. Because it's surfing so is the proverbial it's, black hole. You'll be like, man, oh, oh, I wonder what they got to eat. And then you end up like mm-hmm. on IMDb, like, oh, that new project's coming out. What the fuck? How did I end up on IMDb? Totally. So that's why I like airplanes so much. I mean, you can buy Wi Fi. I write, when I write the Me most, too. I write on the plane. Me too. East Coast to West Coast, yeah. that's five hours yeah. of I'm not talking to this motherfucker and this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And I am not going to the bathroom because I didn't drink anything. I'm just going to type. <laughs> I am dying, but I have write. a whole book written. Yeah, I'm going to have a whole book by the time we land in Chicago. Totally. All right. So, um, yes, yeah, so that is good. Yes, I'm not 20 or I'm not 22. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I was 28 once. Oh, my God. For a whole year. What, last year? I wish. I'm 43. Cool. I want to know everything. 
cool. 43. Fuck yeah, dude. You are not 28. I've never seen anyone push their Hollywood age up. You have a push. <laughs> someone would argue that you pushed your Hollywood age up. That's really funny. To drink. Just, I just want to drink without people judging. I feel like I'm already 22 yeah. in this other world. Oh, my God. <laughs> if they reboot it like Clueless, yeah. you're done. You're done. They're going to come get you. You're done. Hilarious. No, if you saw like my Google searches, you'd be like, she's 28. Like Before you got here, I'm looking at um this stainless steel matte black. It's a kitchen faucet, but it's automatic, so you, all you have to do is touch it. What are you doing? What are, you live with? Are you, are you, you got a house? Yes. So I do want this. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. You have a house for real? You bought a house? This pointing? I don't love. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you bought a house? I did, yeah. How, where? Um, It's in... Because she gave a whole information. Yeah, my house, and, yeah, and like, I'm, I'm down the street from this place, and... If you come through the back, you know, <laughs> everybody listens to the podcast like, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, we'll t- okay. We'll, we'll reconnect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I always play. Chance the Rapper. I play Chance. It's interesting. I play one song to get ready for this podcast, and I play another song to get ready for YouTube videos that I make. Crazy. What Chance song do you like? Well, why are you mad at it, first of all? I'm not I'm. <laughs> Come, it depends on what what album. Okay, I'm going acid rap for this one. Okay, all right, acid rap is. is... I'm a day one. Okay, I'm yeah. a day one day. T- I'm a day. I'm a day ten day one. I'm a day one. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Here we go. Even better than I was the yeah. last time, baby. Ooh, 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 ooh. We back. I'm good. Ooh, yeah. I'm good. It's a good song. I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say something from his new album, which is... You don't like it. Not good. Oh, man. Let's talk about it. You like it? But well, Before we get into anything, everyone listening, All right. uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Chance the Rapper's new album. Yeah, let's do, let's do because, it. Because, okay, here's the thing. I don't love... I should introduce you first because that would make sense. It would. Every, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, welcome to another episode of Just a Tip. Usually, it's an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I am always your host, Megan Batoon. Today we have a guest that wants, well, he doesn't want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. Maranzo Vance is here, not to talk about Chance the Rapper's new album, but we will. I, I'm not against talking about it. I just don't know what there is to talk about. I am dying. Okay, there's not one good song on it, in your opinion? What's the song? Something Shower. Hot Shower. That's the song that I play. You I hear? like Hot Shower. It's the best one. That's the only song. Well, there's a few others. It took you, what, how long did it take between Color and Book and this album? Like, How long was that? A year and a half? Let me just say for the record, mm-hmm. I don't know how Chance the Rapper makes money. Because he gave away Coloring Book. He was like, here, take it. Mm-hmm. He's not signed to a label, but he's donating money to Chicago and giving coats and stuff. I'm like... Yeah. How are you making money? Because yeah, are, is people are people buying the album? Because I'm streaming it, so he, I guess he gets a right. portion of that nine ninety nine I give the iTunes every month. Yeah. Outside of that, I didn't. I don't have a physical copy yeah. anymore. So maybe I, his merch is popping still. That was every, pretty big. Is everybody buying a hat with a three on it? Is that is that what's popping? Is that what the kids are doing now? Like you got a hat with a three on it? I don't he makes money yeah but I mean maybe when he plays Coachella and stuff he's big enough now I'm sure like he, he got bit by the entertainment bug mm-hmm. he was like I'm gonna be a rapper I just wanna make people happy and I wanna sing and, aye, aye. and all this <laughs> stuff and just yell for no reason and 
and he just said, I'm going to put this music out. But he got name rappers that be on an yeah. album when generally it costs money to get producers and features on the album. Like, you just can't call Kanye and say, hey, I'm going to do this album and give it away. You want to do a verse on it? Right. What? Kanye's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the fish that he going to fry in that silver outfit that he had on. What? Wild. What was that? I don't know. He's chrome now. He's... <laughs> He's chrome Yeezy. He's chrome Yeezy. I don't know. I've always loved Kanye. It's it's sometimes hard to be on his side, but I just think that he knows something, almost like in a Jim Carrey way, but he just doesn't know how to deal with it. Such a conundrum. because It is, because I don't know if he's lost or found. I like Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey is the one for me. Out of all the... There's, I'm a comedian, and I always look at comedians and say, who is the best acting comedian? Because mm. comedians have a reputation of not being... Good actors. Right. Jim Carrey and Eddie Murphy mm. may be the two best acting comedians. And you and can be argued Robin Williams also. Yes. Robin Williams in there, but Robin Williams had just this... Robin Williams was just this huge entertainer because he did everything. He would improv, he did comedy, he had sitcoms, he did movies, he hosted awards. Like, he just did everything. So... To box him, box him in and say he's just a comedian, I feel like it does him a disservice. Yeah. Where with Eddie and Jim, they started off as true comedians. Like, yeah. that's what they did to get to fame. And they didn't really do anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie just did movies. He did stand-up. He tries to sing. Tries to sing. We're all trying and out be- here. And everybody suffers from the same thing that Michael Jackson suffered from. No one will tell you no. Mm. So people like say, hey, Eddie, where you going? I'm going to go do this new album. Oh, that's great. Yeah. They don't have the nerve to say, don't, let's let's go write a movie. Yeah. Let's go work on some stand-up. Mm-hmm. This music stuff has to stop. No one has the guts to say it has to stop. I don't honestly think I have the guts to say that to anyone, except for someone I'm dating. Like, this relationship, it has to stop. Well, that that's, you ha- you can do that, though. I can tell someone that that I'm not into them. Yeah, that. But guys like, can't. What do you mean? You can break up with someone easy. No. You, what do you mean? No. No. <gasps> tell me more. No. I so this year I started going to therapy for the first time. Oh my god, that's my favorite sentence ever. But I, but you know what? I don't even want to say it anymore because it's trendy, like smoothies <laughs> and and vegan diets and you know and, and, and I can see that hummus like every time. <laughs> I hate Thomas. People just started all like, yeah, so I'm in therapy now. I was like, God, I just want to be, I just would like to do something that didn't catch on. That's so fascinating that you say that because, yes, I totally agree. But on the flip side of it, is it a bad thing if it's trendy? Because then that means more people are getting it and that's necessary. I see both sides. I'm with you, but I'm also like, hey, I'd rather that be trendy than hummus. It is. I like that it's trendy. But it's trendy, like fanny pack trendy. What do you mean? Like, it's not going to be around long. Fanny packs won't be around long. Okay. They came once, and they're going to leave again, like turtlenecks and, and boot-cut jeans. That's like, I love all of those things. But no one's wearing boot-cut jeans right now. Everybody wearing pants that pretty much cut off the circulation at your ankles. Mm. Right? So, that's where we are right now. Yeah. But... 
when people say, oh, yes, I'm in, I'm in therapy now, they say it in such a, like, it's such, I'm so cool that I'm mm-hmm. going to figure out why I'm crazy. <laughs> why I'm crazy. I mean, I, crazy, is, I guess, is a sure. negative way to yeah, yeah, yeah. diagnose it. But I get what you're saying. People like, it, I don't like when people find a way to make trauma trendy. Mm. People like to make trauma. Oh yes, I'm in rehab now, and it's like, what? Just, just go get better. Just do it. Yeah, and come back. Like, be normal again. Mm-hmm. But don't be like, yeah. So I go to rehab now, and this. Yeah, I mean, if you're flaunting anything, especially if it's something so intimate, I don't think that that's the right move for. And anyone. that's when it becomes disingenuous to me when you flaunt. Right. That I'm, I I go to I go to therapy now. It's like, oh, I have Tom shoes, but I bought the kind where they donate oh, yeah. another pair to some kids because. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Not if you if you gotta tell me you did philanthropy. Right. You didn't do philanthropy. That's what I I say that all I mean, I don't say it as like eloquently as that. <laughs> I love that. But like I I always say like if you have to broadcast it, you don't believe it. No. So why why are you doing that? Celebrities in no names. I don't do names. But I see so many celebrities. They'll record themselves mm-hmm. giving people money. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. You what? Okay, so my question is, what did you do earlier that day? Right to the point you were like, I got to give away at least a thousand dollars, and someone needs to see me doing it because that what I did earlier. Right, I'm gonna have to pay for that. <laughs> like I gotta get back in good with the karma gods because right. that earlier I shouldn't be human. <laughs> yeah, if you got to give money away and record and hold it yourself, mm-hmm. or get one of people in your entourage be like, hey, man. Go ahead. All right, good, good. All right, pull up, cool. All right, yeah. Hey, man, how you doing? And then you got to go through this whole thing. What? Yeah. What's going on in your life where you got to let people know you just, you got to give away money? What is happening? I hate this. I, this is not fake philanthropy, maybe not, but those Happy Honda Days commercials on the radio. Yeah. Get me every time. Really? Because, well, only, well, I guess maybe not all the time. Maybe when I'm vulnerable. Because, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, Honda, we get it. You're you're generous. Yes. Fine. But then sometimes, like, the people are really happy. And then I cry. I, 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 used, to, I, work in, I used to work in radio. So when I hear these radio ads, I really, I'm, I want the human side of it. I want to be like, yes. oh, this is a great moment. Right. But the industry side of me is like, did they cast this person <gasps> to yeah. do this? I mean, they say they paid them to be on the radio, so you don't know if they casted them or if they they said they're paid. Because my thing is, sometimes their reactions are like, I would react bigger if that happened. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, get some outfits for my kids to play football. Well, here at Honda, we're going to give your kids and the whole team team. scholarships to colleges. Oh, Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I can't believe you did this. Happy Honda Day. And then, <laughs> and then the lady's like, "We didn't pay her to be on the radio, so come down and buy some cars from us." What? <laughs> what did you just do? Did you call some? Did you like the whole idea of you calling somebody and they not know who they talking to when everybody has a cell phone now? And if you call somebody mm-hmm. with a landline at their house, that's a crazy person. <laughs> we don't have landlines in this country anymore. I'm sorry. And if someone says, "Let me send you a fax." Get away from that person. They are sending a bomb. That is not a fax. 
That is a bomb that you cannot disarm. It is going to go off. That's like if somebody said, hey, run in the room and get my phone book. My phone book? <laughs> Dude, having a phone book, that's like an invasion of privacy. Insane. Can you imagine if someone had your number? Like, just like normal phone book. Do you understand that was life? That was life. That's all we knew. You could go in a phone book and get somebody's home address. How insane. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm just going to look up somebody. I'm going to look up somebody to kill. What? Truly, how did did that happen? Who let that be okay? We let too many things be okay. Man, the last time I saw a phone book, I'm not lying, three years ago, my apartment complex, I guess it was the last of the phone books. (laughs) That was the one in your apartment complex was the last one. It was like, I went around, I was like, why is there a phone? I didn't even pick it up. Like, it rained and everything. I refused (laughs) to pick it up because I was like, portal to the past. I was like, I'm not, that's a bomb. That's a bomb. If you if you send a phone book or a VCR tape mm-hmm. to my house, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. Scared of I'm it. I'm almost to the point where if you send a DVD player to my house, you're you're an assassin. You're trying to set me up. <laughs> you want me to fall. You want me to fall. You want me to fall. You want me to fail in life. Did you turn the mic down over here on me? You got oh maybe my foot hit it. <laughs> Hold on. She's like this. Is that it? Is that better? Oh, yeah. My foot hit the... <laughs> I was like, are, are they getting rid of me already? Like, I heard the mic <laughs> go down and like... Playing you and, out? Yeah, play him out. What does it mean, play him out? This is Bill O'Reilly. Play it, do it, do it live. Do you curse on here? I can. Oh, okay. I, I was really being like, very like... Well, that's okay, because you thought I was 22. When Maranzo walked in, you thought I was 20... Oh, you didn't think I was 22. I thought... You thought I was 18. Can we be, can we be vulnerable? The, can, we, can we a little moment of transparency? Please. That's my love language. So here I go. I've been going to therapy. I'm writing this book about relationships and everything. I could tell you about the book if you really want to know love to. about it. Touchy. Heavy. Topic. Is there a structure here or we just like talk? Uh, there usually is, but I don't, I don't, I usually follow the guest. Oh. And so we'll, we'll talk about whatever like, you what's want. what's happening? And then I'm like, am I, am I just going to ramble for two hours? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I had a vulnerable moment because when I walked in, Clementine was very nice to me. I'm walking up the steps. I'm like, it's like a, like a little startup office. It's cool. Silicon Valley and, and downtown. I'm overanalyzing because that's what I do. I look for texture and details and things that will help me remember where I was. And I want to see if there's like a screenshot of this moment that I'm having that I want to hold on to. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm saying, boom, I'm here. I came here this day, whatever. What about this experience? What's going to happen in this experience that I can say I'm a snapshot that and that memory will be encoded in my DNA as something that I can always call back to because something there, something happened there that I want to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go places, and I want to be able to, something to happen that makes me want to remember it or will make me remember it. Mm-hmm. You know? I love that. I like experiences. Yeah. I want experiences. Not, not always, they don't always have to be good either. Mm-hmm. Got to have bad. So I walk in. I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to be honest. I'm uncomfortable. 
Why I'm being uncomfortable? Because I feel like what I'm going to say is going to make you uncomfortable. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if it does, then we can... I just thought, I was like, she's fucking beautiful. And I got to sit here and talk to this 21-year-old about <laughs> life. Literally, I'm like, God damn, I got to... What is she going to talk about? I, I don't know any new rappers. I don't know... Uzi, I don't can't talk about this Juice World guy. I didn't know I didn't even know he existed until he died. It's just I'm like, don't know anything to be. I'm not cool anymore. I'm far from cool. But I, but girls don't have. This guy's gonna sound sexist, but it's not. Girls don't have to be cool. Guys gotta be cool because we're barbarians. Mm. We gotta have a talent, a skill, or be well groomed. And that's a skill sometimes. That is a skill because there's some stuff men don't know they should probably do <laughs> that would make their transition into society much easier. Uh huh. Much easier. So I was thinking myself, right, and then I'm like, what can I talk about? And then I I worry about like I don't do colleges anymore. I don't do stand up at colleges anymore because of the crowd. These kids will they will snap. Like if you say something they don't like. Yeah. They don't wait till you're gone. They handle it then. Yeah. It's like, it's like instant. That's a quality I wish I had in relationships, though. It's not good for stage uh, presences, but like in relationships, ah, if I could say what I want to say, what bothers me right away, I think I would have a lot so, better relationship. So that's hilarious. So when is your birthday? Well, can you say your birthday? Are you- March 29th. Oh, you're an Aries. Mm-hmm. What are you? I'm a Taurus, but you're adaptable. That's the issue. Some people think I'm a Virgo. You carry yourself as Virgo, though, because Virgos are very, like, is they put together. It's nothing. You're a Virgo moon, though. Am I? Oh, then that explains I'm it. a Libra something. Okay. You done your chart? Yes. I did. I had a... Re- so I'm an empath. Me too. It's very uncomfortable. What's uncomfortable? Being an empath? Yeah. It feels a lot. I'm, a, I'm exhausted. Like, Me well, too. I've learned how to ground myself in certain areas. Like, I know how to, like, go. I got stones and stuff. Like, I have little things, but overall, I do the work on the inside to help myself. I didn't know it until maybe five years ago I was. Because I would go places, and I would be exhausted, and I would just, like, be talking to somebody. And then, like, when I'm done talking to that person, I'm like, I want to go to sleep. Yes. Right now? (laughs) Immediately. Immediately. Why am I still up? Like, I want to lay my head back. And I would, and then I'm a romantic, so when I'm in relationships, it really takes a lot out of me because whatever going on with that person, I absorb it, I personalize it, and I make it my fault. Yeah. Even if it's not my fault, somebody got it. Like, like if something falls, in the, like if you and I are the only one in the room and something falls off the wall, one of us did it. <laughs> so I just say, I did it because... You're not going to say you did it. They're going to look at like, she didn't do it. Like, you didn't even do it. Right. I have a shot. So <laughs> that's where I was like, I'm, that's where I am as far as like relationships, like and in, like being an empath is difficult. So it took me a while to learn how to date because mm. it, it, it wears you out. Yeah. I mean, being an empath in general, I think, wears you out. And what's I think interesting is both of us being empaths and in the entertainment industry. And yes. for you being a stand-up, like, that's a lot of energy. I know when I'm lied to. I, like, the one thing I've learned to do is read 
the people that I work with, mm-hmm. I know when I'm being lied to. I wish I did. Like when I when my manager says something, when my agent says something, producer, audition, casting director, I know who's lying. Like I know. Like I just know. Wow. And I'm like, I say thank you either way. Okay. If you're honest, I say thank you for your honesty. If you lie to me, thank you for showing me who you really are. Like, I just get it. I got you. And I know not to go back to that well anymore. I don't try to say, hey, can I get another audition with this part? I don't do it. If I ask my manager something and he doesn't respond, I know he can't do anything or doesn't want to do anything or doesn't understand what I'm asking of him. So his way of handling that is by not addressing it. Mm. I just read the room now. Yeah. And I don't read the room to manipulate. I read the room to protect myself. Totally. There's a difference. Yeah. I think I don't think people, when they use their powers to get ahead in a steroid enhancement type way, like you're cheating the system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have a power, you have a gift, but use it in the way it's supposed to be used, which is to defend yourself, mm-hmm. not to be offensive, I feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's this term that people are saying a lot now where I'm, I'm in service of my, my gift or whatever. Like I'm supposed to use it, supposed to use it to help people. Yeah. So I, I look at it that way. But I also have to protect myself. So I use it to protect myself. Yeah. Because I just know. When someone is lying to you and you can sense it right away— how long did it take you to not be reactive to it and just to to respond in a way that is like, thank you for showing me your true colors? Two years ago. Two years ago. And then before then, you did you not know they were lying to you or did you not know how to deal with it yet? I'm not a good person. Same. <laughs> so <laughs> I would, depending on who the person is, I determine how I'm going to handle it. If I know you're lying to me immediately and I feel it, I either call you out on it if I have enough evidence to back it up. Like, I've already had this theory going on. I've already calculated some things that make me say, oh, you're lying because pop, 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 pop. Or if it's just blatant, pop, 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 I, like, call it out. If I think you're lying to me and I can't prove it, now we have to play a game. Mm. Now I have to let you set yourself up to fail. And I'm patient enough to let you Hang yourself. Whoa. That's the sad part about a Taurus. We are patient. Mm. You know that you ever seen Seven? No. You never seen Seven? What is that? The movie. What should it be? Oh my God. The movie Seven. What should I should I have seen it? Oh my God. Oh my, it's Brad Pitt, probably top five best performances ever. Really? By I'm a Brad Pitt fan. Okay. Brad Pitt's favorite my favorite Brad Pitt movies. Uh, Meet Joe Black. Mm-hmm. You've seen it? I think so. Oh, my God. I'm a man. Man, man. Okay. Send me out in the woods, I'll survive, man. But that movie had me like... <laughs> I had moments where I was like... Then maybe I haven't seen it. Because I love to cry. Oh, my God. I'll put that on my list. Legends of the Fall. I have not seen it. Oh, my God. So. Anthony Hopkins. Adrian Quinn. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Young Brad Pitt. Movie so good. When I say so good. <laughs> Movie so good. It's so good. Like, it's 
they don't make movies like that any anymore. It's yeah. so good. Uh, Moneyball, Brad Pitt and Moneyball. Oh my God, <laughs> Brad Pitt and Moneyball. This is a Brad Pitt pod. Oh my God. Interview with a vampire, and then honorable mention. Once upon a time in Hollywood. I have not seen any of those movies. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Truly, Are you, same. What is going on? I've I've seen five movies, maybe. Ever? <laughs> I just don't watch a lot of movies. Were you born on a, like? I just don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Were you one of those towns like The Village, The M Night Shyamalan? Oh, you haven't seen that movie either, so I can't reference that. Either. I I think I that's an issue with like my dating life is that like I can't really reference anything or understand many references because I just don't see things. Nothing. No, I mean, like, I watch things years after they're done. Like, I'm watching Jane the Virgin now. It's good. It's a I good know, show. I mean, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Your conversations are just going to be, like, five years totally. behind. Totally. So, anyway, last night on Jane the Virgin, what? <laughs> what do you say? Hilarious. It's so all you, fine. So, you watch television? No. So, what do you do? Honestly, now that you mention it, I don't really know what I do. I, I think I watch, oh, I watch a, a lot of Masterclass. So, like. Ha- Ooh, I have Aaron Sorkin's Masterclass. Have you it's watched it? It's so good. Cool. Aaron so- I'm going to go, I just saw it yesterday. David Sedaris. I know. Has yeah. one. And I, I cannot wait. I know. Huge David Sedaris fan. Yes. I, man, listen. Man, listen. I love Home for the Holidays. The little, he did a book where he worked as an elf in Macy's. I have not read this. For the holidays. Oh, my. Yo. Oh, I should read that for the holidays. He's so snarky. He. God, he's snarky. Yeah. It's funny condescension. Mm -hmm. It's so good, though. It's like, you you can only be insulted by him if you're not intelligent enough to understand what he's saying. Totally. Oh, my God. He's the best. Disgusting. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Masterclass is where it's at. All okay. the, the pasta cooking masterclasses. I, that's why I have a cut on my finger. Do you want to be a chef? 
No, I just really like cooking. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Filipino. That's so true. God. I like it. But I was like trying to do my, we learn how to like sharpen knives and we learn how to chop things the right way. But they don't teach you to not like grab the knife when it's falling. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, they should add that into it. Yeah. That's okay. You'll do do the one. The thing, things to, things to not do. As you're going along with your master class. Yeah. So all that to say, back to guys can't break up with women. Oh, my God. Wow. Look at us. Good job. Not a lot of people have that quality of, like, being able to round it back. Oh, I am I am Russell Crowe in Beautiful Mind. That's how my brain... <laughs> it's a movie. I have to say it. it's, a, it's a movie that you haven't seen. But, yeah, <laughs> guys can't break up with women. We don't We don't know how to. What? I do a joke about it now, but it's, it's true. We don't know how. What I mean, like, what can't... Open honesty do. Uh, exist. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're, what, what, tell me why you think that. Cause I would love to hear. So, in my joke, which mm-hmm. is, it's true though, asking a, trying to break up with a woman is like qu- quitting a job you begged for. <laughs> I see. Because you can't. You can't quit the job. You begged for the job. You came every day and told the manager, if you hire me, I'll be your best employee. I'll get here early. I'll stay late. I won't take breaks. I, I won't take off the holidays. Like, I just will be the best employee. And the manager's like, I don't know, man. We've had a lot of shitty employees. I just really want to just take a go at it by myself, be an entrepreneur. And the guy's like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm trust me. What did the other employees do? No, I never do stuff like that. And then you like, I don't know. And he just keeps coming back and coming back. And eventually you're like, all right, man. I said I wasn't going to hire anybody. So you better be good. Right. You start Monday. And that's when the relationship starts. And then he gets the job. And he's like, I hate this fucking job. But I can't quit. Mm. Because I begged for it. And I won't be able to get another job if other jobs find out I beg for jobs and just quit. So guess what happens? He becomes a bad employee. Shows Mm. up late. Stops calling in. No calls, no shows. Longer lunches. Hell, he may even get ambitious and try to get a part-time job. (laughs) That's what they do. So you will fire them. Yeah. Guys want to be fired. Assisted suicide is what I call it. They want you to let them go. And then they'll pretend that, oh, man, don't break up with me. It's like trying to chase after somebody, but you're really not running. You're like, you move it. Oh, you got away. Right. Right? That's what happens. Fascinating. But then when you don't want us, part is like, did I quit that job prematurely? No, nah, let me go back and get that job. But then when you don't want to hire us again, uh-huh. we got to prove again. Right. Some women will take guys back after they have quit or got fired a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them companies should be doing business. <laughs> <laughs> That's I really love that way of thinking about it. I mean, I don't think I've ever been... I definitely have been broken up with, but I don't remember how because I blocked it out of my memory. I don't know, but it's been done before. It's easier to break up with someone than to be, it's easier to be broken up with than to break up with someone. So like all of this heavy lifting that you're putting on us to break up is harder on us. 
It is. And we're going to age quicker. I, and then you're not going to want to no. apply for this job. So let me ask you this. Why, if you don't mind sharing, mm-hmm. you share something, I'll share something. Okay. Love this game. Why were you broken up with? Give me a story for why you were broken up with. I'm going to make you happy after you tell me. Okay. I mean, well, this one, the it's... Okay, so th- my boyfriend decided... Man, it is, it is not sounding good on that other side. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you, you, but, you know how kangaroos, like, jump, right? Right? What? You know why? It's because I... Th- he, there's... <laughs> It makes sense. So the boyfriend that I was dating at the time realized that he didn't want to date me because he didn't want to date my gender. He was gay, but I, he was dating me. Oh. So it like I was like— That don't even count. But it was like during the MySpace days, and I still—I had like go through every picture and be like, you don't like me, but you don't like women. And like I had to like put that in my mind. <laughs> yeah, so it was like I don't— how do you? What do you want to do with that? I don't know what to do two? with that because that's kind of like that's how. That's why I started so crazy. That was. Does that make you a bad judge of character? No, I just think that I've had to break up with everybody else because I wasn't like my needs were not getting met, right. and I don't think that anyone was equipped to meet me where I needed. But also at the Are same you needy? time, well, here's the difference: is needy being attentive to your needs, or is it? Asking for more than you actually need. But how much do you need? Is the as question. much as much as I need for me. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> That's like how much gas does it take to fill up the car? As much gas as it takes to get the car full. <laughs> what? <laughs> that oh was your God. logic just now. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? How much do you need? As much as it takes for me. <laughs> but like, how do you answer a question that's like in you can't quantify how much you need, right? How much? How Here's much an analogy. Need? Give me it. You're a flower. Thank you. You need to be watered, mm-hmm. right? Attention. Water is attention. Yeah. There's certain people who don't need a lot of watering. Okay. And there are people who overwater their plants. You have to find the right balance between how much water you need and how much water someone is able to give. Yes. So. Oh, I should be a gardener. <laughs> if 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 you are a water, if you're water, if you are a plant that doesn't need a lot of water, you find someone that can't give you a lot of water or also doesn't need, not maybe can't give you, but also doesn't need. Well, the the problem I think it is a lot of people try to make people be what they can't be. Mm. for them because they like what they see. Yeah. I saw something that said, don't date people for their potential, date them for their reality. Because I've heard so many of my friends being like, he would be great in five years. He would be great if this. Okay, so I don't agree with that statement because you do have to date people for their potential. But you can't like, it can't be like a pitcher in baseball and be like, in five years, he's going to be a good starter. It's like, nah. Right. It's too long to... Like, I think potential is as relevant as results. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if you say you got potential, cool. Let's measure your results and see if potential still applies to you Mm -hmm. as a label. 
Because if you got a lot of potential but no results are happening, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Or you really don't have the potential that I think I see. Right. Like it has to be growth. Like potential and no growth, that's not potential. Right. That's like saying I'm going to make this glass move with my mind. And you're like, and your party's like, I think you have the potential to do it. But at some point, that glass needs to move. Totally. Or I'm just an idiot now. Then you're just staring at water. Yeah, I'm just like staring at water like. (laughs) But how long are you going to sit there and say, I believe it. And guys are just walking by and you're like, no, no, no. He's going to move the glass. Right. And and after a while, you're like, please move the glass. (laughs) Please, for God's sake. You're not going to move the glass. How do you have time to do other things? I thought you were going to move this glass for me. You don't want to be in that situation. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe not dating, n- not putting potential on the back burner, but just knowing that, like, e- exactly, something has, something's got to give. It has to be. It's like it's like you want to raise money for a center. Mm. Just keep raising. As long as you raise money, we good. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. What's your thing? <sighs> We're not going to do whatever it is that you normally do because— We've gone so far from the structure, and it's it's a delightful break because I think we're going to get into gems like this. Yes. It's gonna... So, Clementine, you ready? Here we go, folks. I started writing a book uh, about three years ago. And when I first started writing the book, I didn't know. I just knew the universe told me to do something. I was Noah building something, but... I wasn't building what I was supposed to be building. I was, I was trying to build a helicopter, but I'm really supposed to build a boat. So I'm building everything except what I'm supposed to build. I have the materials, I have the tools, but I wasn't building what I was supposed to build. So I kept failing. And then I realized I started listening, and then now I'm building what I'm supposed to build, and I'm not having any difficulty building it. Like, no one's like, what is he building? He's building the art. The fuck? What is what are he doing? Like, no one's doing that anymore because— when they see me talk about what it is that I'm supposed to do, they believe it because I believe it. And there's no doubt in my mind. I think what I'm supposed to do, what I know what I'm supposed to do is to help usher and shepherd the conversations that men and women need to have to help understand why men have difficulty being vulnerable, why men have difficulty showing compassion, but also... I'm here to show and explain to women like things that they do to men to make men feel the way that they do, but no one has the the right under I guess the right words to say it in a way that doesn't sound like anyone's pointing the finger. Yeah. It's hard to get stuff accomplished when there's finger pointing involved. Cool. If everybody just keeps their hands under the table and say what they have to say. We can have a good discussion. But when you say, well, this muff and this person, and when the ping- finger point is like guns, it's like, you shot at me. I'm shooting back at you now. Yeah. So I started writing the book, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to write about my relationship that I had with women and my dating life and where I am in my age right now and the mistakes that I've made. And, you know, you know, like sometimes you'll make a mistake. And you'll say, something's not right because that's not something I would do. Like, you, you're you not yourself because you're doing something that you wouldn't normally do. But something has 
happened to you to make you behave this way. Yeah. You need to find out what that was and keep that away from you so you don't do this thing ever again Mm -hmm. because you don't like it when you be this person, you know? So what do you do? Told my mom I was going to write this book. She was like, well, you make sure you tell everybody's side of the story. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, my mom like, you're going to lie on this thing. I'm like, can you, where's the fucking support first? Like, I'm about to write a book. (laughs) A book. People just don't write books. Right. You know, because books take time. Mm -hmm. And then I was in a relationship. And the relationship had hit a wall. All this is going to go someplace. (laughs) The relationship had hit a wall. I was trying to, I bounced around a little bit because I was trying to figure out where to get into the story. Sure. So that's why I told those few little things, but I think this is the way to, to get into it. I was in a relationship for almost, I would say, the three years I was in this relationship, and it, it began to hit a wall. It wasn't good, it wasn't bad, just it was nothing was happening. I wasn't trying, and the other person was trying to make it seem like she was trying, but mm. she really wasn't. Like, looking busy, but not really working. Right. You know what I mean? You know how you work at a job, you try to look like you're doing shit, but you're really not doing anything? <laughs> That's what she was doing. Right. But she was really doing stuff for herself. And we we noticed it. We were both older, and we were like, we're too old to be acting like this, you know, because I was 41 at the time. Uh, she was like, we're too old to be acting like this. Like, we need to be, like, blunt, honest, transparent, and say what it is. So we agreed to go to therapy, which was a bad idea to go to therapy together. Yeah? When we had never been to therapy at all in life. Oh, that's so fascinating. Neither one of us had ever been to therapy before, but the first experience with therapy, we're both going to go together to talk about wow. why we're fucked up. Right. Wrong. Right, wrong. That's, it's the wrong Groupon type of situation. Yeah, yeah. You, you should probably <laughs> do your own Groupon, and I'll meet you there. Yeah. But we cannot go together mm-hmm. in this car. So we're sitting in therapy, and the first session, the you know, the therapist asked us to talk. It was all my girlfriend. She talked about all her childhood, blah, blah, blah. You know, the therapist asked me, how do you feel about that, Maranzi? I'm like, no, that's terrible, you know. She's a child. She shouldn't go there. Like, like it was weird because I had to listen to her yeah. life, which I'm thinking, you know, some part of you is like, why can't you have just talked to me about this stuff? You know, right. why I got to wait till we're in front of somebody else that's a complete stranger? We've been together three years. Like, we should have been talking about this. Or you should have felt comfortable enough to talk to me about it. But evidently, she wasn't. Yeah. So I'm listening to these stories, and I'm I'm listening to her tell the therapist how some of the things I do reminds her of this or she doesn't want to feel like that. And I'm like, God, am I doing that? Like, ooh. And then it's not bad stuff. It's just, it's emotional stuff. Yeah. And then the next session, because that was for a whole hour, that the next session was us talking about how we feel about our relationship, what we're doing, what we don't like about what we do, blah, blah, blah. And then the third session was more of that, but then the therapist interjected, and she was like, may I ask you something personal, Moranzio? And I was like, part of me was like, uh, are we going to be honest with her if she asks us? Like, are we really going to really, really, really rip the mandate and say something, like, if she asks us a question? 
And then a part of me was like, That's sure, scary. like, what can she ask us? Oh, no. That we can't be prepared for. I'm nervous. <laughs> What's she going to ask us? What could she pop? We're us. We're protected. We're guarded. We don't make mistakes. No one's out there like, oh, he does this. Like, we're clean. Mm-hmm. Let her try her best. <laughs> Go for it. You sure? Final answer. Yeah. And I was like, to the therapist, sure. Ask me what you want to ask me. And this therapist looked at me after a series of questions. And I, once she started asking the question, you ever seen, have you watched Watchmen? No. God damn. I know. How am I a person in society? So Right? Like, what do you know? It's like, you don't have social media? You don't <laughs> exist. Um, so there's a show on HBO right now, and there's a character called Mr. Manhattan. And he has the ability to have multiple conversations with multiple people at different points in his life. Cool. It's the, it's like in the future. I'll he, watch it for that. I he, love sci-fi. That shit. shit is so amazing. Like he's having a conversation in 1939 and in 1985 and like present time, all at the same time. Wow. And it's it's amazing. So all that to say, um, that's how I kind of was. Okay. With the therapist. So as she's asking me the question, mm-hmm. my past self is saying, "Yo." Remember this question she asked and this question she asked? I think she's going to ask us this question that she's about to ask. And a part of me was like, no way she would do that. You think so? And she asked that fucking question. What's the question? I'm on the literal edge of my seat. She asked me had I ever been molested before. Oh. Yeah. And I sat in the pocket for about five seconds. And then I said, yes. What did your partner do? The face. You know how you, you turn? Because you like, the record scratched. The yeah. party's kind of over. Like, And she like, look. Yeah. And I said, but I said, it didn't make it any better. But I said, but it's not by men. I was molested by women mm-hmm. in my family. And the woman nodded her head. And she was like, now I'm starting to understand. And I was like, what are you starting to understand? And she was, she started breaking me down. Not completely, but because I, I had my armor on. Like, I was like, I'm being protected. But she was cracking, and she found different ways to, like, get inside a little bit, but not completely. But the little bit that I allowed her to get in exposed enough for me to make me say, oh, my God, this is why this shit is around me. So, long story short, I was molested by... Females in my family, and then simultaneously, while that was happening, my parents were going through a divorce. So being black man from the South, being black from the South, therapy was not an option. It was not a thing. Right. When you're from the South, it's just church. Yeah. If you ain't, yeah. if you asking anybody but God for anything, you're going to hell. Right. So I just wanted some water. Did you ask God for the water first? <laughs> I just was asking the lady for water. Come on, man. Do I got to talk to God about everything? Don't he make everything? God damn. Don't you curse. Ah. That's just too much. Right. So we didn't go to, you know, we didn't go to therapy. So my my parents broke up. And when my parents broke up, my mother had to lean on family members to help her out where my father was not around to help with. And that leaves your children vulnerable to be exposed and experience things that you wouldn't normally do as a parent to your child. But you're not with your child. And there are people out here that don't give a fuck about your child. So. I just had some female cousins take advantage of me and put me in situations that were uncomfortable and uh, 
try to teach me, like, secrecy, don't say this and don't do that. And it was weird, you know, because as men, as men, and I know women hate to hear it, but it's just the reality. Men are taught, you need to go get sex. We don't care what you're doing, but at the end of the goal, sex better be, like, what a woman you should be, that's your goal, nothing else. Who's saying all of that when you're growing up? Men. It's, it's literally, it sounds crazy, but it's instinct sent in the air of this masculinity of like, yo, we ain't even got to say it. You just better know this is what we do. That's a woman. We like women. That's all we care about. Do whatever you got to do to get it. But at the end of the day, you better have a woman and there better be some sex going on and you beat on your chest. And, and ask for a beer. Yeah. Do you think now, I mean, now things must be a little different, especially like. In society? Yeah. Like with oh, the work that you're doing too. God, like to. So different To now. switch this. Yeah. Here's the sad part. It's getting, is different, but men are being ridiculed for being vulnerable. That part, I'm like, I am, I'm the most vulnerable person. So I'm just like so welcoming of it. But I think that, I don't know, even with if tr- then I was going to call it trendopy, uh, but if therapy is trendy. Yeah, trendopy. Trendopy, yeah. right. That it they can't be as ridiculed because it's welcomed. Like all of, that's like one of the dating um, prerequisites for I would me. say, let's say with younger people. Yes. Right. Older, I think the thing that people rem- don't think about it's not making an excuse. I'm explaining. Uh-huh. Like people in, we're from the South. You're you're from? Florida. Florida. I'm from North Carolina. We're in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. Georgia, South Carolina, Florida is God and, 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 and Florida water and gators and, and vampires. <laughs> yeah. Gators and vampires. Um, but the Bible is the thing. You're given the Bible, you're taught religion. The moment you can talk, your parents, you're going to say your prayers, put your hands together, people bow their head before they eat their food. My grandparents used to make my mother say uh, Bible verses before they could eat dinner. Like, you had to say your prayers and a Bible verse. Like, religion is a thing. You yeah. you ate Genesis. Right. You slept with Revelations. Like, you had to be the Bible. You're going to church on Sunday, and you're going to be there until you are sick of church. Yeah. Because it's an all-day event. And then Saturday is choir rehearsal, and you better have them songs ready. And then Wednesday is like youth choir, and it's just it's you live and breathe the church in the South. Yep. People, those people believe in those values. They believe in what's taught to them because someone gave them a handbook and said, "Look, you're gonna die one day, but if you do X, Y, and Z, you can get a, a house in the sky with some angel wings and some gold, and we're gonna hang out with God. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, we're gonna go to hell." And you got to watch, you know, who's the boss reruns, and <laughs> you're gonna suffer, okay? And you're gonna have to look, look at Kevin Federline naked all day long. It's, it's a terrible life. You don't want it. Uh, so you do those things because you don't know any better. It's learned. It's taught. Totally. It's taught. And it's a promise. It's a, you got to do it. So when you tell people. It's a better way to live, or I don't have to live that way, or you don't have to be that person to have a good life, and you can think for yourself. Is not 
that easy to pull away. Yeah. I mean, it's conditioning. You it basically condi- have to re, you have to unlearn everything. You have to unlearn everything. And so when men are taught a certain way, it's encoded in their yeah. DNA. Yeah. It's hard to tell men, look, you don't have to be so rough all the time. Mm-hmm. Because to other men, if you're not rough all the time, you're making yourself vulnerable to be conquered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because weak, strong men, weak men prey on, strong weak men prey on weak men. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you're able to prey on somebody, you're strong enough to prey on them. But if you're preying on somebody because they're weak, then you yourself are weak. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. But who who's going to stop the strong weak guy from picking on the weak guy? You know what I mean? So... It's hard to make that transition because, you know, it's like, oh, man, they can see me, like, being nice. Or they can see me, like, you know, having a regular conversation and it's not about sports or objectifying a woman or gunpowder or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's frowned upon. I just, I, maybe it's because I am not in that world, but I'm like, that sounds so much better. <laughs> like, all of any guy in my life is that type of guy that has broken those molds of what was taught like that's it's just so much more inviting i only want to be around that i would much rather someone be open and honest and vulnerable than like put up a shield just because that's what they were taught right it's hard totally and i think it's hard to date when that's a dynamic when which one is a dynamic when the archaic mindset or the archaic set the archaic mindset and then, like, this younger, like, you don't mm. have to be that way. Yeah. Like, you know what I think the problem is? And it's going to sound, I don't know it's going to sound problematic or whatever, but women can't give men permission to be vulnerable. What do you mean? Because it's not men, it's not women that we are worried about being vulnerable in front of. Mm. It's men that we're worried about being Understood. vulnerable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like your dad saying, oh, yeah, you can go down there and play right. with that. You know what I'm saying? Or you can go down there and do that because I'm a, I'm a man. You looked up to me, and you've always aspired to be me. But if you want to go do that or you feel more comfortable doing that, it takes a different type of man to raise a child to even Absolutely. say. Absolutely. It's all about the teaching. Yep. So we have a new generation of people coming up teaching kids different things. But the world is this. Everybody gets the house. Mm-hmm. Young people get the house, and then I used to be the young people in the house, and I was waiting for the older people to get out, and then we kicked the older people out, and we decorated the house the way we want to decorate the house. Now it's new generation of people coming in saying, all right, you got to get out, and we don't want to, nobody wants to give up the house. Mm-hmm. We're all fighting for the house. When it's enough room, if we just all just move around, we can all be in the house. Yeah. Don't really belong to anybody. But youth conquers. Yeah. Youth is aggressive. Youth is, is aggressive. I'm learning. Is aggressive? Aggressive. Youth is aggressive. The youth is aggressive. It is. Because it's ambitious. It's, it's rambunctious. It's energy. It's yeah. like, I want, I'm doing, yeah. or whatever. And youth doesn't have discipline yet. Right. Youth doesn't know boundaries, you know what I'm saying? The youth is like, I'm just, you know, and then we like, hey, 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 you know? Yeah. So you don't know how to stop that because you don't want to say, 
stop being young. But at the same time, it's like, you can be young, but fuck, don't do this and this because <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. So you're saying that it takes a strong man to tell other men, strong or weak, that it is safe to be vulnerable. It's okay. Yeah. So men listening, you can be those people, anyone, regardless of gender. I mean, if we could get all the guys in the room and say, look, look, look. We can all agree we've, we've gone about it a little rough <laughs> over the past. Forever. Ever. <laughs> Just a little. Let's sit down. You know what? Let's help. Can we? If we could just get a discussion going, that, that would, be, would be great. If we could just get a discussion about not being so manly or trying to redefine the guidelines of it. The guidelines. Whatever. But I mean, what we our charter mission will be or whatever. But just to get that com- just to get the conversation going. Yeah. It's like saying, "Hey, North Korea agreed to text South Korea." Oh, that's a start. <laughs> That's good. We're getting some that's progress. Yeah, yeah. It is. I think that's when I am dating people, that's something that comes in all the time. I'm not dating like alpha males, but I'm dating men that are have been told forever that or I used to date men like this, uh that feeling is not good. Right. And that's why I'm working on a big feeling project is like it feeling is all that we have. Like right. all that we have is moments in between the parts where we're feeling. Like, right. the feeling parts are life. Everything else is just, like, bad garnish. Like, that's the meat of life, is feeling. I believe it. So, it's just, like, when I'm have, having an intimate conversation or I'm trying to be open with someone, but then they're, like, pushing back because they haven't sat alone with their feelings and understood why they're reacting the, the way that they are. Yeah. That's why we break up. So, to, like, listen to yourself, listen to your body, be in tune with your feelings so that you... Another thing that I saw on the internet was like, uh, if we don't heal from wounds that other people, this is going to be the worst way of saying it, but like, if we don't heal from previous wounds, we're going to bleed on people that didn't cut us in the future. Something like that. I like that. I mean. It's it's gory. It's a little Sweeney Todd. It's very Sweeney Todd. I've seen that movie. Have you? Oh my God. I haven't. Oh, it's a great movie. (laughs) And I'm a Tim Burton fan, so I I didn't didn't see that. (laughs) I've seen one movie and it's that one. But yeah, I mean, I think if we all are just a little bit more in tune with how we feel and not trying to be what our parents taught us to be, yeah. our parents are great. The thing is, they taught us with what they had, and they did their best, but they were also like 20 years old. That's too young. It's kids raising kids. Right. But this is what life is. There's kids raising kids, raising kids, raising kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? <sighs> We've gone so far off topic, but I think we've touched a lot of good things. I did. Um, And then, so that's why I'm writing the book, because of what I went through. It was hard for me to date. Because when I I love, I love love. mm -hmm. I love romance. I love, I like, I love being in a good relationship. I love the idea of building with somebody, having someone to count on, someone to, Someone I can bury my secrets in, mm-hmm. I like to say. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have someone I can say, I don't trust nobody, but I trust this person, and I'm comfortable putting everything in me that I'm vulnerable about yeah. into this person and feeling like nothing's going to happen to me. Like, I want that. Safety. Safety. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah. 
That's that's all anything. That's all anybody wants is safety. In anything. I mean, like it, job security in relationships. Yeah. I the last relationship that I was in, I we were just dating, but he was saying that he didn't feel safe enough to make me feel safe. So I was like, oh my God, like this vicious cycle, neither one of us feel safe and neither one of us want to be the safe haven for each other. Wow. Okay, then bye. So do you, It's hmm. wild. It was it's, a wild time. I'm interested because did you break up with him because he couldn't make you feel safe? I broke up with him because I didn't feel like we were connecting. Okay. And it was just it was just such a hard push that I would be stating some of my needs and it, they just wouldn't be met. And I don't I didn't see the potential that he could meet them. And not saying I'm needy. I do have needs. But I think like a, a, a healthy amount now. I mean, when I was younger, it was much more. Right. But yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't right. I'm sorry. That's so fine. Yeah. I'm so fine about it. I got art out of it, which is good. Oh, hilarious. You get, <laughs> I get jokes out of it. I mean. I know. So I, I started writing the book because I had a lot of bad relationships. I had a lot of like bad things. I became a savior. Mm, like white knight syndrome. I got a savior. Yeah. Like, when I would meet somebody, I want to know who you are, but I also want to know what is bothering you. Like, That's how what's, I feel. Yeah. What's what's attacking you? And let's go get it now. That's <laughs> Like, who's bothering you? Yeah. Let's go fight that person. Let's, let's end that right now. Who did what to you? Never again. Not yeah. on my watch. Right. That's who I was. For, I was in a relationship with a girl in... High school. I'm going to try to abbreviate it as much as possible. I was a weird girl in high school. And two years, in, we, we dated for four years. That's all I did for high school. That's all I did for high school. That no tests, no finals, that, just dating this girl. All, that's all I did. Defied my mother, snuck out of my house, climbed. Like, I did shit you see in the movies. I'm sneaking out of the house, riding my bike to her house at night and, like, Fucking E.T. and me just going across <laughs> the sky like assholes, all in the name of love. And she, two years into the relationship, she tells me that her stepdad had been molesting her. Oh, no. Since she was nine. And I'm on the phone at like, it's like 12 o'clock in the morning. She's telling me the story. It took about five hours. Mm. on the phone with her to get her to tell me what was bothering her. And what triggered triggered it was, I said, man, I really like your stepdad. He's cool. He always lets me drive the car. Because I didn't have a car, but I had a driver's license. She didn't have a driver's license because she didn't want to drive. Plus, she was like a year older than me, but we never. she just didn't want to drive. So her, dad would let, her stepdad would let me drive the car if we wanted to go out or whatever. And I thought that was like cool as fuck. And she was like, he's not as dope as you think he is. And then I'm like, Why? And when she said he's not as cool as you think he is, and then we had radio silence on the phone, making for at least an hour and a half. The silence was an hour and a half. Hour and a half. This is not cell phones. This is back in the day when you got a phone that was connected into the wall, and there was a man on the telephone pole patching you through, like, "Say it's happens to have nine four five five Redford, right? Whatever." <laughs> like, so it sounded like a football play. Thank you very much. I don't know why. That's not. <laughs> even, I'm supposed to be vaudeville. Like, like the like, accent was vaudeville. Oh, okay. I got to work on my accents. Um, (laughs) So uh, we sat on the phone for an hour and a half. No talking. Just her silent and me listening. And then after an hour and a half, I was like, you okay? You want to talk? She's like, yeah. Another 25 minutes. 
but it just she couldn't get it out. Right. She finally lets it out. She tells me, I'm like, I'm on my way over there right now. She was like, no, you can't come over here. I was like, I'm coming right now. I called one of my best friends. He was like, what, man? What, what? I need you to get up now. He's like, it's two. It's like, it's like, it's like four in the morning. What's wrong with you? I said, like, I need you to get up now. He said, I'm, I said, my girlfriend in trouble. He's like, what? Where's your mom? I can't drive her car. Like, I couldn't drive my mom's car. So I, I just, and plus, I didn't want to ask my mom. I didn't want my mom to know why I was leaving the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because I was afraid that if she found out what happened to my girlfriend, she would tell me I couldn't date her anymore. Mm. And I just, you know what I mean? It, that's too much going yeah. on. It, it becomes an episode of Seventh Heaven. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 I go over the next day. My aunt has her boyfriend. Sounds weird. Aunt had a boyfriend, and my girlfriend. We went out to the movies. When we were leaving the movies, I told my girlfriend, I said, I'm going in the house and I'm telling your mom tonight. She was like, no, 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 no. I don't give a fuck. It was bad timing because it was two days before Christmas. But I didn't give a shit. And her mom, she was like, no, no, no. And then my aunt pulled into the driveway and I told my aunt, I'll be, out, I'll be outside in a second. You know, and I walked inside and her mom came. I said, I need to talk to you. And her mom looked at me. She was like, what's going on? I said, well, your husband, her stepdad, has been molesting her since she was nine years old. Oh, my God. And her mom said, get out of my house. <gasps> you are lying. Get out of my house. I said, I'm not lying. I'm not getting out of your house. You don't believe me? Ask your daughter. And when she turned to my girlfriend at the time, right? Katrina, just the flood. I tears, just yeah. kept going. Man, her mom looked at her and was like, you can see her mom get hit. And then she said, she's mad at me, though. Her mom's mad at me because... She thought I was lying, and I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not wrong, and she talked down to me. So now she's embarrassed. She's yeah. ashamed because I was right, and I know something very dark now about their family. Mm. So she's on the guard now. You can leave now. No, 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 I'm not leaving. She said, I need you to go. I said, I turned to my girlfriend. I said, if she wants me to go, I'll leave. Right. Because I'm not leaving her in this fucking house. Yeah. Because when I told you what your husband did— we should all be running in the room right now with knives, ready to stab him to death. I'm mad. Let's go. You not really you really not about this life. I'm mad at her now. So I turned to my girlfriend, I said, Are You cool? She said, Yeah. I said, Well, I'm gonna walk her upstairs into her bedroom and then I'll leave. And her mom was like, hand on the hip, like, fine. Cause you weren't gonna make me leave. Right. Walked her upstairs, left. As soon as I got home, I called on the phone. We talked the whole night. I mean, I'm talking about three-hour conversation. Just sit on the phone, just listening. And then her mom told me to come over the next day. Oh, no. And I went over. I sat on the couch. My girlfriend sat next to me. Her mom and her stepdad sat oh, across from no. us. Oh, no. Everyone's here. We're sitting here. And my uh, girlfriend's mom says, uh, she says, um, you brought something to my attention last night that I was not aware of. And um, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, such and such, her stepdad, we ha he has something to say. Oh, my God. I want to apologize for what I've been doing for the past ten year, uh, eight years I've been molesting her and touching her. He owns it. Wow. Owns it, owns it. And says, I apologize. Uh, hope y'all can forgive me. I'm going to go get some help. Now, 
her mom has already forgiven him. The, the mom has already forgiven him by even agreeing to have a meeting right. with us right. to let us know there's going to be some changing of the management going forward. You've already agreed yeah. that you're going to work this out with him. I'm livid. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like right. Johnny Storm. I want to fucking burst into a flame, but yeah. I'm keeping it together. And he apologizes. And then her mom says, do you accept his apology? Oh. I sat there with my mouth closed. My girlfriend just wanted to keep the peace. I almost feel like they already had this conversation before I got there. Oh. Because she just agreed. She said, I accept his apology. Mm. And I was like, I don't accept your apology, <laughs> but I will because she did. Mm. But just know I don't. Right. But I want to keep the peace. It won't happen again. Dang. I'm uncomfortable with her. And I know what I know why women don't like to share stuff like that. Because I was uncomfortable with her. Because not because I was like, ugh. I felt like I don't want to do anything with you because I know what you've been going through. There's no way in the world you want to be fucking intimate with me now. Mm. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, sorry that happened to you, but Still want sex. Right. Like, I don't want to be that guy, so I don't know how to carry this relationship. Right. Granted, I have not talked to my mom about it. My dad, no therapist. I am doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. No camp counselor, no school counselor, no advice column. Just me. Eight months go by. We sitting on the phone. She gets quiet. What's wrong? As quiet as you hear like a ghost whisper in a movie, he's doing it again. Oh, my God. I say, what the fuck? I'm living with my grandmother now. I'm li- this time I'm living with my grandmother. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't get up and leave because my- I live with my grandmother. I'm-, I'm there to help take care of her. Like, if I left abruptly at 2 o'clock in the morning, she would fucking lose her shit. Plus, when my grandmother was asleep, I just let her sleep because she was like 80. Yeah. I said, okay, what happened? Just tell me what happened. He's blah, 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 blah. She tell me everything. Motherfucker. I said, look, try to get some sleep. I'll be over there in the morning. Right? Now, understand, she graduated a year before me. Her parents bought a house the year she graduated from high school. Now, any financial advisor will tell you it's a bad idea to buy a house the same year your child has to go to fucking college. Because right. something's not go- something's not going to get paid for. Mm-hmm. But they bought the house, then going to send her to college. So she could only go for a semester because she couldn't afford to go because they wouldn't give her any money because they felt like her parents made too much money, but they didn't make enough money because now they're paying for the fucking house. Yeah. So she had to drop out, got it, started working at Long John Silver, and I was doing a play at the time, and I didn't go to college yet because I was doing this play because I just wanted to act. I was like, I don't need to go to college. I don't need to go to college to act and do stand-up. So I was doing, like, these little gospel plays. And um, when I wasn't doing the plays, I would be staying with my grandmother. So I would get up in the morning because she couldn't drive. I would drive across town and take her five minutes away from where she lived to work every day. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, if I live in Glendale and I drive to, like, Van Nuys every day to pick you up and take you to Starbucks around the corner from where you work, but it's no way to get there because 
buses can't get to your house. Mm-hmm. Whatever. This is before technology hit Uber and shit. It's so hard to tell the fucking story now because they're like, how can you get there? You didn't have Lyft. There was no Lyft in fucking 1994. No Lyft in 1994. How did you breathe? Like, what the fuck? So uh, I would pick up and take her to school. I mean, take her to work or whatever. And so I, uh, she didn't go to work that day. I went over to the house, and we just sat in the house, and we talked. I was like, yo, what are we going to do? Because this can't continue to happen. Right. What did you guys decide? So we sat there, and we talked. I said, you can come live with me and my grandmother. Like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a strategist. I'm a problem solver. So we talked, and then her mom came home. Her mom like, what are y'all doing here? I was like, we need to talk. Her mm. mom like, what's wrong? He's doing it again. She's like, no, he's not. He said, what the fuck? Why do I have to convince you? Right. And she like, and she looked at her daughter again. She's like, yes. And I'm like, bitch, I told you the first time. <laughs> like, I'm mad now. So she says, oh, this is it. That's, he got a problem. You think? Yeah. She's like, he got a problem. She's talking big shit. Like, when he come here, we're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. We, I said, why don't you just call the police? I don't want nobody in our business. I'm going to call my cousin. They're going to whoop his ass and blah, blah, blah. I'm like... I kind of okay with you calling your cousin whoop your ass, but <laughs> I need him to do it like every day for like a year. Yeah. Like, like the punishment has to fit the, the crime, you know, the crime fit the punishment, whatever. So, but she was like, yeah, we're going to call the police. But as the time approached for him to start getting home, closer to home, her tone starts to change. She's like, well, mm-hmm. we need to talk. We got to figure it out because we just bought, they had just bought the house. And she didn't want to lose the house by breaking up or whatever. Now you're putting the house before your daughter. Right. Man, I'm I'm an incredible Hulk inside of me. I yeah. want to snap and break people in half. He comes home. She says, you know, you want to tell us something? He's like, what are you talking about? And then, are you doing it again? Oh, that. Yeah. Like, oh my not God. like that, but just almost like that. He should have just said, yeah, man, I'm fucking up. Like, because the way he did it, he was like, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I just... I just he should have just said I just like your daughter more than you like just say that because that's what it was right so her mom said you gotta leave I'm like okay I didn't see that coming she makes him leave but he don't really leave she tells him he can go stay with his mom and he can take a shower and get dressed at the house so people won't know that they got some shit going on over here Mm. you still trying to hide the fact that this dude is doing what he's doing right so her mom comes to me. This is the most absurd part of the story, and I always debate if I'm going to put it in the book. But her mom came to me and my girlfriend at the time and said, I'm going to give you a key to her bedroom. She put a lock on her bedroom door Whoa. so her husband couldn't go in there at night. Oh, my why, God. When he was doing the shit he was doing. Do you understand what I'm telling you right now? Yes, that's so her mother crazy. put a lock on her bedroom door. And gave me a key and her a key yeah. and said, only you two can get in this bedroom. I looked at her and was like, I don't have a key to your fucking house. Right. What good does it do me to have a key to her fucking bedroom if I can't get in the fucking house? Mm-hmm. What kind of solution is this? She had no answers for me. So... I was going to go to college, but I, like I said, I, I I didn't go because I was doing the plays or whatever. And then she wanted to go back to school, and I hadn't gone to school yet. So I was literally like, look, my parents saved up money for me to go to college. Let's take that money and go get an apartment together. I'm, I'm 18, 19, 18 years old. She's 19. I'm like, let's go get an apartment together. We get some jobs, and we go to community college, and fuck everybody. Like, let's do this. I'm trying to Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> through life yeah. with this chick. And we never hung out at her house. 
she never wanted to be at home. So she would go to work. I would go pick her up. She would be with me until everybody at home went to bed, and then I would drop her off because she didn't want to be at home when people were up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And then one day her mom came to us and like, do you have a, to her to her daughter in front of me, do you have a problem being at home and... Uh, yeah, mom. And I was like, yeah, bitch, because there's a fucking monster in the house trying right. to eat your child. <laughs> and she was like, do you have a problem? And I was like, no, why? Because you ain't never here. And it's like, there's nothing good here. Right. She don't have the money to move out. You know what I'm saying? You'll have a problem if she moved in with me. But she don't want to be at home because she's not safe there. And you asked her why she don't ever want to be at home? Yeah. This is why people kill people. Because I wanted to snap her mom's neck. I was like, I will kill you, lady. You are trying to push me. So her mom said, why don't you join the army? Maybe, Maybe if you leave and things will get better. They said that to you? Her mom said that to her daughter Still, in front of me. All of this is crazy. She says, go, why, don't you go, why don't you join the army? That way you can pay for your college. And you can go away. Oh, my God. And she joined the army. Really? And she left. And. Wow. This was before, I guess, before cell phones. Before, I mean, it was really before cell phones. It was just pay phones. And I was in my, um. My senior year, it was my. This was like me graduating my senior year of high school, and then like that year I didn't go to college because I did to play. I just sat at my grandmother's house, and I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything because I would always be waiting for her to call me. There was a time where when you dated, you had to stay at the house to wait for the call to come. There was no like, oh, maybe you'll just catch me. I'm in the street. I'm, I'm, by, I'm not by my phone. Like, it's so hard to believe that that used to be a time. No, I remember being on, no, AIM at the same time. Oh, a dream. Instant oh, Messenger? Man, remember listen. That? Oh, my God. So I'm sitting at the house Friday night. I'm just sitting by the phone waiting on my girlfriend who's in military training in Columbia, South Carolina. She was five foot nothing, 100 pounds. The gun she carried weighed more than she did. Right. And she was not supposed to be going to the military. So she went, I'm like lovesick, so I'm writing poems every day. I'm writing love letters every day. I'm just like, I'm getting the most out of the United Postal Service. I'm sending letters every day. And I'm putting together money to go down and visit her and stuff. Long story short, she got transferred to Arizona. My mom was like, you got to go to college or you got to get a job. So I went to college. My first year of college, I was on campus, freshman, new kid on the block. I had women that liked me. I would not talk to anybody because I'm like, I got a girlfriend in the military in Arizona, and I'm going to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just doing this to keep my mom quiet. I get a letter one day. Please forgive me for being naive. I get a letter one day from my girlfriend. She says, uh, everybody is, all oh, campus going good. This is before she went to Arizona, right? This, okay. this is before she goes to Arizona. This is how, how naive I am. Oh, God, you know, camp is going good. Everything's all right. It's an uh, outbreak of chlamydia on the base, and everybody's got it. And I had to go get some shots and stuff because I got chlamydia too. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry you got chlamydia. I don't know what chlamydia is. Uh-huh. I'm thinking it's fucking measles. Like tuberculosis Tuberculosis or with a C. Right. She says, 
Oh, I had chlamydia. In the letter, she read, I'm reading the letter. I had chlamydia. I had to go look it up. Like, I just, I didn't even bother to look it up. I just say, but I asked somebody what this word was. And they were like, oh, it's chlamydia. Oh, okay. And I was like, all right, you got chlamydia. Well, hope you feel better, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I don't know what chlamydia is because yes. there's no Google in 1994. Oh my God. There's no, you can't just go fucking. Nothing, no Yahoo, nothing. You just can't right. go Google. What the fuck is chlamydia? Yeah. You just got to know, you just had to know shit. <laughs> there was a time where you just had to know shit. And if you didn't know it, you was just fucking dumb. But right. you, you just had to know shit because uh-huh. there was no way to find out. I believe everything until computers was just made up. People just said, yeah, man, that's probably like $1,600,000, whatever. Like, well, did you look it up? Nah, I, there's no way to find this shit out. I just made it up because. You can't check it. Like, the right. fuck? There's no fact checking. So I didn't know what chlamydia was. I, uh, I'm i in college. We had a calling card together. How old we are. What's a calling card? Stop it. I'm actually not kidding. A calling card is like a credit card that you would use to call long distance. Oh. Like, it would it would cost money to call long distance. Oh, I get. I know that part. Right. But I didn't know you needed an actual card. You can it. get a card that had an account on it, and then when you use the minutes up on it, you just recharge it. Understood. Oh my god! But I had I was fancy because I had a credit card slash calling card, so okay. we could use it for both, and we both shared it, and we used it to make our calls back and forth. Because she was in Arizona, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, going to college. I'm waiting by the phone. I would tell people get the fuck away from the phone because we we had just one payphone mm-hmm. in the whole entire dorm. I would just bogart. Nah, my girl gonna call. Nobody comes in the phone. I would bogart the phone. I sneezed on the phone. <laughs> People you licked like, it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I would have licked it, but it had been there for years, for years. I didn't want my tongue to fall off. So uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we were going back and forth on the phone calls, and I'm not talking to no girls on campus. And one day I got a phone call from her, and she says, uh, when are you going to pay the, the calling card bill? And I was like, I don't know why, because my dad paid the bill for it. I don't know why. Oh, because I just want to get it paid off. But why? Like, is there a rush? And she's like, I just want to, want to, want to get it paid off. And I was like, okay, I'll talk to my dad. And then this dude grabs the phone, <gasps> takes the phone away from her, and proceeds to tell me, just pay the fucking bill. No. Like, stop asking all these questions. I'm like, who is this? Don't mm. you worry about who this is. Just pay the bill. Put let put my girlfriend back on the phone. That's not your girlfriend no more. <gasps> what did you say? I can't hear you. When he said, when he said to me, that's not your girlfriend anymore, you ever had a firecracker go off in your ear? Right. A gunshot? Like a you, ringing. Like a, you can't hear shit. When he said, that's not your girlfriend anymore, I, it felt like somebody had shot a gun by me. I couldn't hear shit because yeah. I was just in shock. I was like, what? Heart beating fast. I, I want to throw up. Like, I went through so many emotions. Right. And then he gave the phone back to her. What did she say? And she was like, I'm sorry about that. Oh, uh, what do you mean? What, I was like, what was that? What, what was yeah, that? What part are you sorry about? What was, I was like, what was that? What, what just happened? What was what that guy talking about? What is that? I'm like, I'm like Michael Rappaport. What? What? What do you what did he, what the fuck did he just say? What did he just what did he just tell me? I'm not your girlfriend no more. What is he talking about? Yeah, we don't go together no more. What? 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 I yo. You ever seen Goodfellas? Uh-huh. The the scene where Joe Pesci gets shot in the back of the head mm-hmm. and 
Robert De Niro gets the phone call. He's like, yeah, man, he's gone. He's what? Yeah, yeah, he didn't make it. He killed him. And then Robert De Niro's like, what the fuck? And he just smashing the phone. Like, I um, I'm I destroyed the phone. Like, I destroyed the payphone, the only phone in the Damn. dorm. I pow pow. And I went in my dorm room and I, I probably cried for like four days mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. I'm still dehydrated. <laughs> four days straight, I fucking cried. I didn't go to the cafeteria. I didn't go anywhere. My roommate tried to talk. I was I fought my roommate because he tried to help me. I was like, get the fuck away from me. I wasn't talking to nobody. Yeah. You don't know what that does to you. Yeah. I mean, it definitely changes your DNA. Like, you are a different person because of it. I mean, that's like life. We're different people because of all the little things that happened to us. But I bet you made so much art about it. So, like, were you already doing comedy then? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that was all. (laughs) I just learned how to do this. Learn how to do what? Talk about pain. Oh. <sighs> I don't, I just learned to talk about pain. I just learned about how, like, when I say pain, surface pain, like, is poor. I grew up poor or sure. whatever, I got beat up, blah, blah, blah. That's not even an issue. Yeah. That's surface. That's relatable to everybody. But the being molested part, the girl bre- girlfriend breaking up with me or whatever, and then having the other guy tell me first. That's, uh, there's so many things wrong with that. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. We, after hearing all of it, you have been through so much. So to end kind of, the book end the podcast with something that if other people are going through a really, not maybe exactly similar stuff, but really heavy things, what is something that you have learned recently or learned through your experience that might help somebody else also going through something tough? You got to love yourself first. I you I don't think you can do nothing in this world unless you love yourself first. That means you and yourself are on the same page. Mm. And if you feel something's not right, you don't do it. Know your value. Know your worth. Do I want to go through this? Do I need to go through this? Does this person do something for me that makes me say, I don't want to lose? Like, love yourself first. Enough to be like, I don't, I can't do it. It's not, and it's not even about being selfish. There's a difference between being selfish and just saying, I love myself too much. Yep. Mm-hmm. To go through that. And do that and 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 talk to somebody if you can. Because I wasted my 30s avoiding falling in love because of all the shit I went through in my 20s. Like, my 20s, the worst season for love for me. And it made me this very toxic, I don't want to date. I'm going to do just enough to be in a relationship, 30s, and it hurt a lot of people. But now, at my age, now, I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what's real. I know what's fake. I know what possibility looks like. I know what actual 
shit really looks like. You know what I mean? I can look at something and say, that could be something versus, ah, it's, it's nice to look at, but ah, it's just got to keep it moving for the team. Yeah. We don't, do it for us, <laughs> Moranzio. Do it for us, right? So, it's like you and your brain saying yeah, that. So I, I've learned what I, I know what I want. And, you know, I, I think now I'm at a, I'm at a place where I can be in a relationship and, like, really, like, be yeah. in a relationship. Like, we can be vulnerable yeah. and talk about it. We can't, we're not supposed to fix each other. Right. We're just supposed to support each other. Mm-hmm. You can't fix anybody. You can't. And that's... I wasted my 20s trying to be a fucking mechanic. I'm going to make <laughs> these cars run. <laughs> And that's not your job. Oh, God. I tried to make every car I drove in my 20s run. And in the 30s, I was just like, I'm at least a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, And women are like, you don't want to buy the car? I, I was leasing. I thought we discussed leasing. We didn't say leasing. All right. Oh, man. You're going to just take the car back, ain't you? All right. That's like, I went through that. Right. I think that's a perfect way to end is you can't fix anyone. No one. Fix yourself first, and then everything will. I don't know what we online. did today. I don't know. I yo, I got an email that said we're gonna do this, this, and this. <laughs> we did nothing. No, that's fine though, because th- there's so much in here that can help. I'm afraid you're not gonna have me back. Oh my god, I will have. Actually, I haven't had anyone back yet. Really? What? Well, maybe one person. Addy, my friend Addy. Oh, okay, well, it's because it's Addy though. Just because it's out of here. <laughs> Maranzio, thank you for sharing with thank us. You. Where can people find you on the internet? I am simple. It is Maranzio Vance everything. I don't have a... F- too easy. It's too easy. I don't... I want you to find me. Why would I make it difficult yes. for you to find me like, hey, Mar- hey Maranzio is, but you had to look up a uh, armchair couch. That's my <laughs> name on Instagram because I want to look interesting. Ha <laughs> ha. I love at armchair couch. <laughs> if you guys have sticky situations or burning concerns, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age, and we will give you all the wisdom that we are able to give at the day that you ask us. See you next week <laughs> on Just a Tip. <laughs> Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. 